I just remember no, he was no. so upset, like, because I did mine, and like I said, whatever, everything. And then most related to Colombians, and I was like, oh, that's so dope, like, that's awesome, that's so cool, you know? And then he was like, I can't wait to do mine. And then he got his, and he's like, most related to West Virginia. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, I want, that's not interesting enough. Like, I want to be exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try well, that. I gotta it's West it. Virginia. It's not Virginia. So that's exotic enough. It's yeah, offset. No, it's cool. <laughs> Just don't talk. Just don't talk. Yeah. Who this? Those demons inside you? Mm. Oh. Oh. Let him go. Or it's too late. Oh, I'm dying. No way! I can't believe this! Oh no, man, come on. Oh no. Don't die on me! God damn it! Don't die. Fuzzy. Somebody did this. Until McDonald's decides to cut the check. I'll be glad to hand over something spectacular podcast branding and name so I can hopefully get something like this, a mixed spectacular. One day served up to me nice, warm, and hot. I don't know what's going to go inside meat-wise, per se, because I like to take a look down there myself and better judge, but then I'll let them pick for me based off what they think might be more according and appropriate because I sound one way, I look one way, and then it's a whole mess beyond that. My personal grooming aspects is none of your business. McDonald's, cut the check big enough, and I might let you in on that, too. And I might let you guys in on it, too, as far as who's coming in to this episode. This edition is something spectacular. Again, something spectacular. S-P-I-C-T-A-C-U-L-A-R. That's a question mark upside down in front. That's a question mark right side up in the at the end, because that's appropriation. In the times we're living in right now, they're tough, they're tense. Racism is not funny at all. But what is funny is when the white man and his grammatically perfect talking and, and whatever appropriateness has to go at the end. Something spectacular. That's the emphasis. I'm who this W-H-O space D as in that. I-S-S. I forgot. I blanked out. I'm sorry about that. I got mixed spaghetti on my mind right now because the goddamn Philippines. Most important, I'm joined today by not just a repeat offender. For the third time around, he's doing his thing here too as well. We got a second-time offender. She's coming back around these parts as the first singer to finally touch down on the program, the podcast, and bless us with the vocals. But now we got a first-time newcomer popping his cherry, you know, figuratively speaking. We're going to keep him safe otherwise. Time's a tense, so we can't even say those things no more because next thing he's going to speak out against me in the future, and then I'll be ruined with what a little career I got going on too. But again, I must emphasize, if you can, if you will, please, I'm begging you. If I had knees to get on right now, I'm currently sitting in an awkward position so I can't do it, I beg you. Hands and knees on that boys and men tip. Please follow the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Something spectacular again on Apple, Spotify, this, that, the other, wherever you get your podcast from. You know, five-star rating if you can, comment, subscribe, follow, et cetera, et cetera. Most importantly now, we are joined today by some rather talented individuals, as I said, back around these parts again and now we got a new guy to tag in for the for the fun that's about to go down now audio and video format wise thank god for zoom i think you might be muted eddie so we just might want to make sure you get the way and there you go 
Mr. Tech, of course. So he fixed that in an instant, just like that. If I could finger snap, you can I'll hear keep, it. Yeah, yeah. What's up, I'll bro? keep I'll keep myself mute so you can so there's no distractions. So I'll press the space bar when I talk. But yeah, keep going. You're good, brother. There's no oppression over here. There's, I'm not going to limit your talking and your input. Don't you ever think that at all. But first off, if we got to do things properly, I got to apologize like I did off air. And I'm going to do it again because I want to make things clear and clear the air before this animosity and before I get hashtag because of it, call me out on it. Melly Murphy, welcome back to the show. Properly introduce yourself as you could, please. It's not PH. It's it's an F and two Y's at the end. So you know how to do it properly in IG. Please, I want to apologize to you firsthand because I couldn't properly promote you like you should have deserved. But because, of course, unfortunately, Black Lives Matter, the George Floyd thing occurred, we didn't want to make or take the focus off the things at hand, first and foremost. But we, we do have you coming back in, hopefully with Rob, hopefully with Eddie or Robert, things work out. Whenever you got the new singles dropping, which was, of course, vibing. You gave me the demo of and thank you again for that. And you also got to at least briefly announce another one you're working on with the man next to you as well. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we're working on Headlights, another song. Um, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, no, it, it felt kind of, it didn't feel right to promote, like you said, the the video and the podcast at that moment because there was more important issues at hand, you know? So it's totally fine and I still had a really good time. Um, yeah, I look forward to more, so... Yeah, I definitely appreciate you doing that, you know, coming through and expressing yourself and, and showing off your vocals like you did a couple of times with everything you did. I mean, I had to go ahead and take the version you did with Eddie of I Will Survive and put that as his own thing on my SoundCloud with your permission, of course. So that lives on its own strength because that deserves its own spotlight and focus as I did accordingly. So thank you again for that, of course. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, please. And, and again, you'll be back as soon as you got headlights going and the vibes is right and vibing properly too, uh, assisted by Rob, of course, or whoever it is that wants to tag in on this operation. Next in line, we got the other repeat offender coming back around now times two or the second time. I mean, that's what I meant. Eddie the tech, tech with the Eddie at the end. You know, I, I'm glad New York State, where we all live in, is very tough on gun laws as far as who gets what and in what time frame so you can keep the tech tucked away properly. I know the times are tough right now. You want to start waving it all up, all around and like racism, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. no, not here. But thank you for keeping yourself <laughs> under composure. I appreciate you posting all as much as you do and for being a tech-savvy individual. Eddie, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, sir. Thank you for having me on. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 always great to be back, and I'm ready to talk about so much stuff. And uh, so yeah, much. <laughs> so much going on. I know, I understand. You got too many knobs to turn, and too little time to actually fix the sound of whatever's going on around you. I'm sure. As the a lot hard of text working man, you are. <laughs> a lot of text to reload. And in the downtime, of course, you make time to polish off the gat if you need to. Exactly. <laughs> ready with the tech. Hopefully you got that safety on. And of course, now the star of today's episode and who we must get to in the appropriate fashion, you know, run it down the line as we should. Got a whole lot of stars here today in the building, in the room, in the Zoom is, of course, Rob. Now, Rob, 
you go ahead and correct me if you must as far as how you want to be addressed. Is it just Rob, Robert, Robbie, Bobby? And <laughs> all the bands you're involved in, you remind yeah, yeah, me yeah. so much of Frankie as far as all the bands you take a part of and you're involved in. Sir, please go away and let the people know who you are. All right. You can call me anything but uh, Bobby. That's offensive, but I'm not a fan. Unless you say Shmurda at the end of it. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, just Rob is fine. Um, I play guitar in uh, Calor and in Analemma. And I'm an audio engineer at Sound, uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. And yeah, no, I'm excited. I heard a lot about you. I'm, ha- I'm very excited about this podcast right now. So... I thank you for that, sir. I heard a lot about you from both from Eddie, from Frankie from a while ago. They sung your praises loud and proud. And of course, Melly had nothing but, I hope, as your you know living spouse is right now, a better half, <laughs> had nothing but good things to say about you, too, on her yeah. episode. They're, they're, they're too kind. I don't know. I'm, pro- I'm probably an asshole. I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> nah, you seem nice enough. I- I'm sure you know what. Melly's a tough gal. I- I'm sure she could put up with you if you were, anyways. Oh, yeah, she beats my ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded, remember? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. But um, I-, I did want to ask you, so it seems like everybody, um, I-, I know you're a musician, you're talented yourself too, Melly, but it seems like Eddie and Frankie, who you guys collaborate with a lot, Eddie, you're a sound technician, correct me otherwise if I'm wrong, please. I am not yet. I I deal with XLRs and microphones and stuff, but I'm mainly a guitar tech, drum tech, bass tech, live tech, vibe tech. I don't really touch the sound. Um, the only sound that I actually really do touch is um, just adjusting like uh, in-ear monitors, which is like the playback for the band or whatever uh. the fuck, so they can hear themselves. I adjust that during the show, but besides that. Yeah, just guitar tech and all that other shit. <laughs> That's still vital, though, so you're still a tech in that sense. Yeah. All right, and then you got Frankie, who I believe is also, correct me if I'm wrong, of course, a sound engineer as well, too, right? He def- yeah, he definitely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, Robbie, you are also a sound engineer certified, I'm guessing. Where did you get your training and certification from, if anything? Well, uh, I don't have a card, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, or, or who, or who stamped and said, Robbie, you're a, you're a tech now. I mean, you're an engineer now. So um, it was right after high school, I decided I wanted to do this. And I just downloaded and cracked shit off the internet and got all these programs and just taught myself. Um, and then I did end up going to LaGuardia and QCC um, for a little bit, but I, I don't know. I didn't really feel like I was learning shit that I didn't already teach myself. And then um, I met Boney and um, Ryan Harvey. Boney Tony. And they just like took me in and taught me a bunch of shit. And now I work at that studio. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Mess Roll Sound. Mess Roll Sound, shout out. And that's pretty much it. But like, it's, it's my dream job. You know, I get to do what I want. I mean, what I love every day. And it's the sickest thing. So hmm. it's cool. What time frame were you going to LaGuardia, if you remember? Um, two years ago? Remember? I think it was like two years ago. I went for like a year and then two, just... Two, three years ago? Yeah, two... I can't really remember. It was like two or three years ago. It definitely wasn't recent. Um, but I only went for like a year. 
uh, and just never really finished it because I was like, mm. I don't really want to do this. I, you know. Was that where you were saying like you were learning stuff you already knew kind of? So yeah. no benefit to it? So I think the reason why I thought it was so shitty is because it was, it was connected to a trade school called uh, Institute of Audio Research. And that's where I really wanted to go. Mm -hmm. But you can do uh, 30 credits at the trade school and 30 credits at a, at a, at a college, like a real college. Mm -hmm. So I did, I was doing the 30 credits there first. <laughs> then I took a semester off because um, me and Mel, we went to, what was it, India or Colombia? We went, we went somewhere for a month. So I took a semester off and when I was in that country, they shut down the trade school and moved all that shit to LaGuardia, which didn't have that much money. So the program was kind of shit and the teachers, the professors like didn't really care that much. Mm. And um, I just didn't feel like I was learning anything. I had, oh, I had like, so one really cool professor, but. At uh, IAR or at LaGuardia? At LaGuardia. I never went to IAR because it closed down before I had the chance oh, okay. to go there. Right, right, right. My fault, my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the professor by any chance? Because I went to LaGuardia too, and I went to that same, or I was going to do that same course that you're describing, but I'm talking about like 06, 07. Oh, no, they, they, they had just came to the school at the, oh, okay. at the year that I went. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I don't remember the guy's name either, but he was a tall guy with dreads, and he was really good because oh. uh, he was yeah. like – you know, he's one of those, he's titled, like, I used to be in this band, but I'm down here with you guys now, so, yeah. you know, learn and stuff. But Brooks. he was good. Mark Brooks, you're talking about. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the head of the whole thing. Oh, okay. I believe, but I he's think, a professor. Because I think I might have, I'm almost certain I had him, but he was good because I, I'm i an idiot when it comes to, like, instruments, so I didn't know my ass from, like, the piano. <laughs> and he did i ended up learning how to play like chopsticks like within a matter of like three or four weeks and like basic shit on the piano oh, on the legit the piano? piano too yeah he was um i learned pro tools like but back when oh six oh seven so yeah, yeah. basics um but just like you though actually so that's cool i i learned on my own from cracking stuff and like you know uh, Morpheus Kazar or whatever we did back when to like get our programs mm -hmm. with the crack codes yeah kind of taught myself a little bit too so i kind of knew but Pro Tools was an industry standard at that time. So, like, that helped me kind of like, oh, shit, I, yeah. I was doing it right. Now I'm just kind of learning, like, the actual music aspect of it. Uh-huh. Not just putting shit together, like, and calling it, like, a beat or something. Yeah. That, that actually, that is one thing that I did get better at at the school was Pro Tools. Because mm, I was using okay. a different program, and Pro Tools was so alien to me that I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And then they told yeah. me everything. But I didn't go deep enough for mm. Yeah. Yeah, I only did one semester too. I was mad because that was the well, I had to pay for it out of pocket too. I didn't get financial aid at any point. So I only yeah. went there one semester, I had to go work full time. And otherwise I would have transferred over to IAR too, right after LaGuardia. So oh, that's surprising. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember I was, I had my eyes on that place too, but then you just told me they shut down one day or the place you were at, I mean. No or was it I, IAR. IAR closed down before I got a chance to go there. I was in LaGuardia. Yeah, you can do either okay. one first, but I decided to get the real college stuff down with a mm -hmm. couple music classes just so I could never do that again. <laughs> Not that I'm against college, but I just wanted to do this. You know what I mean? Because I yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. Um, I get that. So, but it worked out because now I work at a really good studio and I learned mm -hmm. so much. So I'm really appreciative 
appreciative of Ryan and Tony for putting me onto it. So nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I remember too. IAR was touted as like uh, almost good enough to guarantee you a job as soon as you were done. And I remember the pro the brochures I got every six months in the mail, mm-hmm. uh, wow. the promise and like the gold standard of we'll we'll get you in on your wildest dream becoming a whatever in music and all that stuff. And then yeah. I'm not surprised I had to shut down because I did go there once actually to to actually look at the building. Yeah, and it was like one. It was like off the side of the block on thirty. 30 something street or something like that yeah it's by union square it's a couple blocks from union square i'm pretty sure okay so it might have been union square oh no you're right i'm sorry it is union square because i used to be by a record store i used to go by too a lot uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with it fat beats when they were still around uh Uh, no that was a music store i used to go to um yeah but it was around there you're right i'm sorry not 30th it was like by union square you're right Mm -hmm. so yeah it it seemed shicey when i went there basically because it smelled moldy like, yeah. you know, the foaming in the Ooh. studio seemed legit enough, but then, like, you get close, like, oh, okay, no, this ain't good. <laughs> I'm glad I got the brochure enough times yeah. to know to stay away from that spot. But, okay, good good thing that shicey place got shut down. Thank God. Yeah. So you got your learning hands-on is basically mm-hmm. what you did. Yeah. How long would you say approximately did it take you before you said, I'm good enough now to be trusted on my own? Um, only until, like last year so i started Hmm. around 2012 and then like you with this shit there's like no right or way wrong way to do it so like it's hard to get information on how to do things um so i just took me forever to really feel comfortable i mean i was probably doing okay before but like there's always something you can get better at Um, of course so chime in real quick yeah 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 please um yeah so like like you said, there's no right or wrong way to do to record. Um, obviously, you learn your like uh, your tricks to like getting things done. But I feel like the main thing that you learn is working fast. So like um, I went to QCC. I studied for two years for um, my music degree. I completely forgot that <laughs> I uh, I have an associate's in music production and I didn't do anything with it. But I have the knowledge. Um, but yeah, the main thing, like when I was learning Pro Tools there, it was learning all the shortcuts. So you're just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta track this like overdub or whatever. I can, you know, it's just pr- a press of a button instead of moving your mouse over, clicking down the, you know what I mean? So that's definitely what I see, like college, like helping out. But for example, like. The hands-on thing you definitely need like a studio to practice that and all that stuff so you can yeah get good because college for me like it didn't it didn't help in that aspect it definitely taught me the ways around the program but more so like recording I need I needed to like learn that myself so hmm. yeah so like the bare bones of it I guess for you both it was more like you could only learn so much from school, but hands-on was the direct best approach for you both, I guess, right? Yeah, and I think a lot more people should do that, too. Just open the program and start clicking shit and see what it does. That's what I'm doing now. Because, like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you, if you if it sounds good, it doesn't matter what you did to it. As long as it sounds good, you could do – there's no – right. yeah. I don't know. Well, Eddie, 
I, I know you can hold Melly to it from last time. She said she was purposely going to not learn so much so she can still use you guys for all your direct involvement to make her music <laughs> sound like it does. Yeah. Melly, what are you doing? No, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm definitely trying to learn. I get confused between the different programs. That's the kind of... And, and we also have, like, three different computers. Mm-hmm. We have the laptop, mm-hmm. we have the PC, and now we have a Mac Mini. Right. Uh, so okay. then I'm like, where's this file? Okay, am I am I in logic? Am I in Pro Tools? Like what's mm-hmm. the commands again for this? Got but you know, wrong. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn a little, but also mm-hmm. like I don't wanna that's not my that's not my like my main goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I wanna know enough to like know what's happening, but I have these guys, so I don't I can focus on like lyrics right. and writing music and singing and perfecting my voice and all that stuff, you know. The cool thing is, like, Mel, you, from what I've seen, you've learned pretty fast to, like, uh, to use Pro Tools and stuff to record yourself. Because, like, I remember we were doing, like, a workout day, and you're like, give me a sec. I need to get some uh, some vocal tracks down. And you were just doing it yourself. I was like, oh, where's Rob? He's somewhere else. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're recording yourself? That's awesome. So It only took five years she was getting getting so heated last night because she had like a a track muted and couldn't figure out how to fix it because the button was the button was not right the m right the m wasn't on and then he's like press m and i press m and it unmuted it i was like i don't understand if it if you see the button it wasn't muted but apparently it was the clip was yeah, the wow. clip was. So you see what I'm saying? Little things like that. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's cool though. She sets yeah. up the mic now and like puts the gain input levels and all that stuff. But I'm just like, yes. Like, <laughs> like, like Padawan. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> That's still impressive though. I mean, she's doing her part. She's contributing, you know, at least a setup. Yeah. And trying to do her own thing. So is it like compared to like how long you guys been together and I guess collabing till now? Like, is it day and night drastic different, or is she like just getting there pretty much? Like, well, how would you judge her, Rob? Oh, uh, and like how good she is at it, mm-hmm. at recording. Oh, it's day and night difference for sure. Like, she doesn't even ask me for help most of the time now, which is mm. cool. Not that I don't want to help her, but it's mm-hmm. cool to know that I that she doesn't need to ask. She just it's because this is what I love to do. So her doing it, I'm just like fuck yeah, this is cool, man. So do you ever notice her like shadowing you which is like kind of observing you as you go along and doing things? Yeah, every now and then she'll just ask me like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, I'm clicking the record button. No, you're like, he's like clicking this, clicking that. He's like, so this, this, this is how it sounds to me. The central question, so why don't we go in and watch? And I'm like, chill, chill, slow down. He's like, but you need to know all this. I can't learn. Just give me the first sentence. Just give me one thing to learn today. I get so excited in teaching her that I guess I go off the rails and don't realize it. This is how you compress. But yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So I meant to ask you now, since you're both here, Eddie and Rob, as far as being a sound engineer is concerned, from what I learned from being a music fan, at least more specifically hip hop, there's always been the producer, there's always been the engineer. The producers were highly touted as the guys that made the beat, put everything together, da da da, whatever, whatever. But it seems like as I read through history, they were given way too much clout or at least much more than they really got 
So it ended up being the engineer who'd be like, okay, give me the sample, give me the bare bones, the skeleton, whatever. I'll put it all together and boom, there you go. There's your goddamn song instead. So can you clarify a producer versus an engineer and what's the main difference or how do you like pick out who's one, who's the other? You want to go first, Rob? Yeah, sure. So honestly, nowadays, it's like everybody's on all in one because everybody's got a home studio now. Everyone produces their music and then like uh, records their music, then mixes their music and then puts it out on their own. But um, producers originally were just the ones who would sit there and tell you, you should do this or you shouldn't do this. Or they kind of like if they have a band in the room or somebody picking samples, they kind of like make it flow into something. Mm -hmm. And then the engineer is the one who sets up the microphones. Um, well, it depends on what kind of engineer. If it's the recording engineer, he'll set up the microphones mm. and then literally press records at the levels. And then there's a mix engineer who mixes everything, EQs, compresses, and a master uh. engineer last step. Um, but yeah, pretty much like me and Eddie or like the, the boys at the studio, like we do all of those things. Um, and we try to get better at each thing to do it on our own. So mm -hmm. there's a difference, but like I said, everybody's kind of doing it all now. Yeah, definitely. Like, <clears throat> like you said, how um, the evolution of like how everybody took on the task of all, all those things, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, recording, mastering, mixing, all that stuff. Like through time, people ended up, learning all that stuff, um, whatever, learning to do all that stuff together, whatever. But back in the day, you have, like, for example, let's get, let's, like, use Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, right? So mm -hmm. Quincy would be the one that would compose the songs. Like, if he was given a song to, you know, to give to Michael, he would, like, add on to it, arrange it, with the help of Michael and then it would be his, like he would be the director as in like Michael's uh, tracking vocals and there's certain ways that he wants Michael to like his mm. notes. He would be the one to input that. And then he has uh. his, um, his sound or mixing engineer next to him to be like, Hey, this is what I want. And then the guy that's the engineer, you know, doing all the, all the technical shit. Um, um, kind of like a conductor, I guess, per se. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but then, like, like you said, like we all kind of like took all those roles and we learned them for now. So, like an example recently is like Mel was tracking her uh, her vocals for one of the songs. I think it was uh, what was it? Headlights. Um, maybe when when. <laughs> No, 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 getting close to you. Yeah, so that, that yeah. So remember, you were still writing out lyrics, and you know, I think it was me, Frank, and Rob. We were all there, and we were all giving an input and helping you structure. So we were all playing the role of the producer at that point. Mm -hmm. And Rob or whoever, I think Frank was at the computer. He was playing the role of the engineer and also, you know, producer arranging in the program. You know, so it's like it's helping direct the artist is is like the main 
job of the producer and then mm. to take care of all the technical stuff that's the engineer now i'm surprised and thanks for clarifying guys that there's actually the recording engineer and the mixing engineer but nowadays is there still two different kinds or are they kind of becoming one in the yeah, session you, you can definitely find like there's people for example let's say i'm like really good at uh, attracting an artist but my mixing is shit i can easily call up rob or ryan or frank be like hey i need help with um mixing this i'll pay you this much send over the the stuff send over the session they take care of everything they send it mm. back to me it's mixed then i have the mastering engineer that i need to contact hey this is done i need this to be mastered they have their own like set of programs and set of speakers that they listen through everything and then uh, get everything to listenable levels and volume and all that stuff. And then it'll be ready to release. So that's how that would work. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in, in my experience, I, in my studio, I record bands. So I'll, I play the role as a recording engineer and then I'll send that to Ryan and he'll mix it and then he'll send it to somebody else to master it and then then it's done so mm. there definitely is roles like there's people who still um do a specific thing because it's it, it's better that way i think because mm -hmm. like if i was to mix or master my own songs i would spend forever on it because i'll be like oh, this just doesn't sound good even if it does i'll never think it sounds as good as it can be so i give it to somebody else mm -hmm. they'll decide and then it usually sounds great mm -hmm. so and okay. You can technically do it right. Like you could technically do it, but you know they're much better. So you're like, yeah. I'd rather hand it. Like I don't want to do it just because I can do everything. Yeah. It's like you know they would do such a better job. At least right now in where you're at. Yeah. Right? Like I mix. I mix all the time too. But like I would still prefer to send it mm -hmm. to to Ryan to do it. Is that mostly trusting as far as how the sound literally goes or more like their ears for it, how they can probably help something sound better potentially? Um, I think both. Or, or you mean like creatively or just like- Creatively uh, or just literally like a sound, like like let's yeah. say you mix down something for yourself, like you're working mm -hmm. on your own track. If yeah. you send it off to someone else to handle in their way, is it most because I think they might be able to hear something I don't, or is it more just like, you know how to put this stuff together better than I would kind of thing. Yeah. So I'll send it to them because if there's like an annoying sound in the mix that I'm not even hearing, like they'll figure it out and fix mm. it. Or if like the guitars aren't like punchy enough, if the kick sounds weak, you know, like on a, like on a, the drum sound like whack, like, I don't know, like he'll take it to that next level. And mm. yeah. Every time he does it, it sounds incredible. When I do it, only sometimes I'm like, cool, I fuck with this. But <laughs> most of the time, nice. I'd rather outsource. Yeah. Who would you say is like your immediate go-to if you had to pick, like overall? Not even like specifically for one thing. Oh, Ryan Harvey, because he masters too. So mm. uh, I would let him do everything. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He's recorded me, mixed me, and mastered me. I'm happy with it. Like, it's all good. It's on everything to use. Yeah. Okay. And in that case, let's say, just to big them up, since we have them here in the room, what would you send to Eddie immediately to have done to help you out? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why'd you laugh like that? Because I don't, I, I haven't, I don't have any training in anything. Like, 
it's been a minute since I touched anything. You know what I mean? So I would, like... I, I mean, I've done it. I've done it before already. Like if I wanted Eddie to come over, like to help me record something or what I make him do like every other day is fix my guitars for me or like, oh, my electronics. <laughs> like uh, he, Eddie is my tech guy. He doesn't know it. <laughs> I'm like home. The stew is literally like a couple blocks away from me. And I just get a random call. Hey, bro, I'm uh, trying guitars. So uh, can you, you, are you free to come by? Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> and then it's just a quick walk and I'm, you know, I'm there. Yeah. Oh, you live fairly close then? Yeah, to the stew, yeah. Oh, okay, good. That's good. That's convenient. Now, let's say in the case of, of course, everyone's favorite, Frankie, the pain, who would you, uh, what would you trust him with if you needed help in anything? Oh, recording and mixing. He's good at both of them. Yeah, he, he can get like a really good vocal sound from like anything you give him. He can he can get like really good mixed vocal, like nicely compressed, like super clear. Um, and I've definitely heard his mixes with uh, Afro. He can, mm -hmm. he's got it. Yeah. Like he's got it. I feel he's like sent... he's really good at producing too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like whenever yeah. I sit down with him. I feel so remember we were talking about I don't know if you remember like at, on our podcast mm -hmm. like when I sit with Rob we can like we can figure some things out sometimes but sometimes we just don't we're not on yeah, the same page. but with Frank it's like I don't know what it is like he gets me and like I don't know we just get really comfortable and like mess around and he's like try this try that and I'm like what do you think of this you know so mm -hmm. I just feel like he's really good at producing as well I know he's produced like a lot of people too yeah, because yeah, I remember I got to sit in briefly with the last episode with Frankie Solo at the session he was done with. Uh, shout out to Kambi. He was working with him. Uh, he's He's got a great voice to him. Like a, he's like a Nigerian Michael Jackson of sorts, like super young, before the color change. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember sitting there with him before we did our episode and like how he was, like Eddie put it, kind of like a conductor-wise, like getting him back in there, take this again, do that part again. Actually, he was sitting in with someone else. I forgot the other guy's name. I think it might have been his. I, I don't know, to be honest. But Frankie was having his input either way and tell him how to sound and then telling this guy how to, like, paste this there, mm -hmm. snip that over here, whatever. But I did get a sense of, and, and of course, it's all about bigging up everybody here involved, especially Frankie, since we're talking about him right now. But am I wrong to say from the brief, little session I got to sit in on. Is Frankie a little bit of a pain, per se, to sit with if he's been there long enough in the stew, per se? Can he be insistent? Can he be like, no, give me another one. No, do it again, kind of thing. I don't know if it's into him, in him to do it. I mean, he could be a pain in the ass just as a person. In general, yeah. <laughs> well, like, outside, outside of recording. <laughs> But like when it comes to recording, he has fun with it. He's he's cool. Yeah, I've never got. I mean, at least with me or like even with you guys, I've never gotten that from him. Yeah, actually, I, this is the cool thing about Frank. When it comes to our band, um, if there's something that I'm writing and like I'm not hitting it, I'll just be like, "All right, Frank, play this." Da -da 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 -da, and he'll just do it, and I'm like, "Love you. We're done." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why it's good having Frank in the band. <laughs> well, not not to say you know pain like you want to kill him, but pain like he's not going to let you off on like one take. That's it. Like he's going to make you do five, 10, 
oh, pick definitely. out of those the right one, and then if it's still not good, like come back in, do another one, do do it again this time, maybe yeah. tweak it up like that. I mean, we're all like sense. that. We're all like that, like um, especially Rob and Frank, where it's yeah. like the take needs to be good because it's just the thing that you learn in recording. You need to get the best take because you can't work with like something that's trash and try to make it better you need the best at point at source basically is what the term is it's like it needs to be the best that it can be so you can make it sound 10 times better you understand so Mm -hmm. there like he's definitely he definitely has it you know that it's like a drill sergeant essentially yeah but like oh that was a little like that was a little weird. Like, let's try it again. And then there's also the magic of comping. So you could just like get the best take and then just keep playing until you find the best take and you could kind of like put it together to, to make mm. a really good take. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's good that you guys have that in you too as well. You don't settle for just whatever you want to get it right. Even if yeah. it takes what all night or a couple of tries or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, having a good source tone could make a five-hour mix turn into a half-hour. Because, like, mm. like like Eddie said, if you have a shitty take, it's so, so difficult to make it sound good no matter what you do. Um, so, I mean, I guess I could be – I guess with Mel, I'm more comfortable. So, like, if she does it, like, not a good take, I'll just be like, no, again, and then just make it – No, again. you'll be like, trash, <laughs> trash, again. <laughs> and then I'm like, this happened last night, I think. I don't remember what was we were trying to work on the headlights and then he's like no and I was like what about this line he's like no and I was like what about this line no and then he's like don't get upset I'm just would you rather me tell you it's good (laughs) and it's not and I'm like no but like damn let me feel a little discouraged for a half second like you keep telling me no I appreciate it but damn let me feel sad for like a minute and then we can keep moving to clarify it's because I know that she's incredibly talented and I know what she can do and if it's not hitting, I got to tell her, it's like, nah, you could do and way I better than that. It. There was no, there was no, there was, I'm not being mean or anything like that. It's like, nah, you could do better, son. Like, you got this. Come on. That's true. That's very true. I, I mean, Melly is a very talented but tough individual. So I'm sure yeah. you know by now you got to, like, just beat it in her, per se, metaphorically, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, like, hey, <laughs> give it again. Come on. You got better in you like that. But I'm wondering, does it travel outside of recording? Does, like, she cook something that's bad as, like, trash again or whatever? No, 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 no. No, I say it's trash. I'm like, oh, this came out like shit. <laughs> Rob cooks way better. Oh, he does that too, huh? Yeah, he cooks, he cooks really, really well. I'll cook some. My, my cooking is, like, either on point or, like, we got to throw it in the trash and then you feel bad because you just wasted money and time. Well, you know, I'm learning. <laughs> Eddie, can you verify since you're over their house a lot? Um, during quarantine, I definitely noticed. Like, whenever I was, like, video chat with them, Rob was always cooking. And um, <laughs> he's definitely cooked for me before. Like, I was uh, one of the first visits. Oh, I'll give you that spicy shit and you died. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he was sweating <laughs> so bad. It was not enough no, bounty for your It was your so good, though. It was so fucking tasty. So yeah, I definitely. Yeah, and then but I we, cooked for you, Eddie. Yeah, we we cooked. Um, like the other day. Yeah, literally the other day. Yeah, but I've cooked for you without you helping me. 
Oh, no, he don't remember. I don't remember. Oh. Sorry, Rob's the better one. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> what up? Uh, what? Can you remember? What was the thing? you? I don't remember, but I, I remember Steph told me that I made, like, a sandwich for you guys. Remember? It was, like. Steph? Yes, yeah, Steph. Yes, yeah, Steph. Me, apparently. Like was ago. I there? Oh, yeah, you were here. You're always here. Was Steph over. there? Yeah, Steph was was here. Because Steph's then... there when I'm on tour. Who's this Steph you're speaking of? If Steph I can is, ask. Steph is the homie. He's uh or sorry, they're uh they're taking well, over for me. Yeah. They're uh well they're taking over for me for guitars right now. Um oh. Steph, Steph basically took Eddie's spot because Eddie was never oh. here. But Steph oh. is amazing. Shout out to Steph. Yeah. Steph's sick. <laughs> no. All right. Look. Okay. Eddie went to go live his dream being a tech going across the world and we were all extremely happy for him. That's what he wanted to do and he did it. We all support him in doing that. But mm-hmm. the band's dream was to do what we were doing, so we had someone fill in, who was Steph. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie goes away randomly all the time, so Steph <laughs> became Steph became a permanent fill in. <laughs> Basically, but I still write with Eddie all the time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And Steph told him like, "You could play any show you want to play. Just tell me." <laughs> And now that you're home, there's no shows. Yeah, we can't, we can't do it anyway. God damn it. <laughs> Get a load of this. <laughs> Being in the studio, I guess, since you guys were at the technical and the literal aspect of it. I had this dilemma the other day. Actually, yesterday. No, it might have been the day before. Whatever it happens. I don't know. I, this thing kind of you know, doesn't really let me do too much. I got a short-term memory. Melly, I, I told this already too. Names are really hard for me, but I got a memory like an elephant. I won't ever forget your face, oddly enough. But I, I got, I saw this post the other day by J-Lo of all people on Instagram where she's sitting on a bench in the studio of, it looked like a house. It might've been hers. I don't know. But she's got this whole like amazing outfit on where she's toned, bronze. Uh, it's like it was leather booty shorts with like thigh high boots on where she's sitting down. But we all know what she's really famous for is that ass. And she's hiding it away in that picture. And she's got the tech or the engineer right behind her, behind a chair, whatever. And I had to think out loud for a second. How of all people being J-Lo, are you dressed up like that, all glamorous in the studio, knowing that you got a male engineer and these times are sensitive and everybody's getting canceled, hashtag whatever too. If it was me, and I'm not an engineer, I'm not afforded that, you know, set of brains like you two got to like, and talent to do that thing. But if I'm the engineer for J-Lo session, she's wearing that kind of stuff and she's not in sweatpants or like, you know, muffled up like I expected to be, I got a boner underneath that console. And, and I can't concentrate. <laughs> I can't think. I hope it's a big enough console to hold it, but I'm going to be nervous thinking all the blood's <laughs> gone from here to down there. <laughs> and I'm going to mess up things so badly, and it's all her fault. And then I get fired, I get labeled as a dummy, and then I can't work in the industry again. 
Have you ever had anything similar to that incident? <laughs> more specifically, more specifically, you, Rob, since you have the lovely Melly living in your home. Um, fortunately for me, the, the only time I had an issue with that was in my house studio, not in, um, you know, my professional studio. <laughs> That's not really a problem ever. Thank God. Yeah. I, uh, I visited Messerol when our homie Ryan was tracking vocals for this, uh, uh, artist, female artist. Oh God. And yo, she was just... She was her the way she acted and stuff was just like so flirtatious and yo it was really hard to focus basically so if I was a part of that session I don't think I would be able to fucking think straight she was fucking fire I'm not gonna name names but oh my fucking god I'm sorry sex driven <laughs> Jordy, nah. someone could just look at him and look towards him nah like, you oh don't god. understand oh like, one of those. Oh, the way wow. nah bro nah she dead ass like the way she talks to you like it's just like ah i don't know bro i can't yo that's it i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to think of who it is, but now I know I can't bring Eddie if there's I'm a, in I'm, general in the studio. I'll, te- I'll text I'm it not. to you. <laughs> I'm I'll so glad you don't you. consider me a woman. This is great. You? <laughs> no, Eddie. Oh, oh. <laughs> I texted it to you. Oh, well, that's okay. That's like, okay. that's like whispering something to someone and, and there's mad people around. Oh. Rude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, nah. I don't know who that is anyway? So that was, man, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that <laughs> like if I was a part of that session, I don't think I would. I would be able to focus. It, it would be. I so I'm there. I'm kind of there with you. <laughs> and I mean, on top of that, listen, I don't want to degrade J Lo. I mean, she's an actress. I mean, I, I don't know a movie I've enjoyed of hers. Clearly, uh, if I had to think and put me I on the do. spot. Celine, but then Selena was a sink. Oh, don't bring up Julie. Don't do that. That was so. Bad. Oh my god. That was so. No, the Selena epitome. was good. That was a good movie. It was. It and was. She but like she that. had it. But it was easy because everybody loved Selena. Like they were gonna go see it anyway, and like Selena was a singer. She was a yeah. singer eventually at some point too. So it was kind of I don't know. I mean, they had the big big enough ass of both of them too. So it's kind of like you know, same shoes for the different kind of feet or something. Like I don't know. Oh, but, could I chime in real quick on yeah, yeah. the on the way J Lo was dressed? Yo, yes. she gotta go outside, so she gotta look banging. You know what I mean? She has to travel That's to that true. studio, and yeah. she has to be seen walking into that studio. So you know, motherfuckers is like, and she gotta post a picture too, obviously. Yeah, so she's not exactly. gonna be looking like a that, hobo. That fit needs to be. I mean, she could look like a hobo. Point. But that's not her her style. What do you, yeah. you have a personal experience with J Lo? Like. Not being the greatest person. Oh, she was like a diva, but yeah, yeah. I was like working on like one of her music videos as like an extra because I do oh. like random extra jobs and like I'll do like little feature things here and there for like money. Like I, I don't want to be like an actor, but I just do like little things for for some extra cash. And I was on one of her music videos, and she made everyone wait for like. Like she was like five hours late or something. Whoa! And we were like outside in the like sun, like at a park. There was like no shade. They gave us like no water. But then again, that was not on. That had nothing to do with her. Um, mm. And then she walked by, and like you know, of course, there's so many like 
people like, oh my God, JLo, hi. Like, like, how are you? And she was just like, <laughs> like a straight diva like didn't say they didn't wave to anyone and they were just she like she i is. love you i love you and i was just like isn't this some shit like what the <laughs> of course you do and she made it seem right it was probably the outfit or maybe i was just hating i was probably hot at that point I, you know i i'm not i don't do well in the heat so <laughs> you know i mean since we're all well, actually, let me not assume. Let me ask properly first. Rob, are you Spanish by any chance, or where? What's your background? Um, well, I did the ancestry thing. I grew up my whole life thinking I was Italian, but it turns out mm-hmm. I'm like only one percent Italian and uh, and Native American. But you uh, never believed that. I never believed it, but my mom would tell me that I was Native American because my grandpa, <laughs> like he he had like very tan skin, and he went to the reservations and like talked to his family. And I was like, you're full of shit, but all right. And then I, I went on Ancestry. It turns out I'm like 63% English and then a whole bunch of other white shit. And um, <laughs> mostly think, related to who? Come on. What, do you what mean? did they say? Your DNA is mostly oh, related dude, to? Most, okay, this, well, is either, this could be a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, most of my DNA is in the world is somehow located in North Carolina and Virginia. And West, West Virginia. Virginia. Um, which I still have family uh, in West Virginia and North Carolina right now. So they like been here since the beginning. They've been here for a while. That's what that means. <laughs> but my family is uh, there though. Gotcha. So it's <laughs> like at any ideas, please. <laughs> I just remember no, he was no. so upset. Like, cause I did mine and like I said, whatever, everything. And then most related to Colombians. And I was like, oh, that's so dope. Like, that's awesome. That's so cool, you know? And then he was like, I can't wait to do mine. And then he got his and he's like, most related to West Virginia. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want, that's not interesting enough. Like, I want to be exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try well, that. I got to It's West it. Virginia. It's not Virginia. So that's exotic enough. It's yeah, offset. No. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I was I was saying I was asking mainly because yeah, yeah you're right, Melly. I've seen that ass in person too. Uh, uh, J Lo, I mean, and it's not <laughs> huge. Rob's like, what? <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not yours. I mean, J Lo's. Excuse me. We have <laughs> J Lo's. I meant J Lo's. Who is correct? It's it's not humongous. It, it's big. But at least for Spanish folks, it's not like oh obscene or like mm-hmm. out of this world. It's like you know it's there. That that's as best as I can describe it. But um, I don't know. It, it's not obscenely big. Like I've seen big asses in person. I've seen um, who did I see in person? Uh, oh, I saw Beyonce. I saw Beyonce early on in Destiny Child. Uh, when she was going that to TRL one day. Oh, geez, that thing was, and you know what the good thing about her is? It's not just the ass; it's the thighs and everything that goes with mm. it. It's it's uh, that's a woman right there. She, she is, is. She is shaped like a woman. There's no denying yeah, that. Yeah, saying gold member is like forever. Yes. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, yeah. But that's probably like the biggest right, thing done. I've seen in person. I'm a whole lot of women. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, she has a beautiful body. I mean, I think J Lo, the reason that it's like, oh, J Lo that ass, right? Like, wasn't it like insured or something? Or was it her legs or something? Remember? Oh, remember that? real? I thought that was like fake. 
No, yeah, I that's think real. Her ass was insured or her legs. I don't know. I'm no, the legs, the legs, the oh, the okay. Laurels of London thing, whatever, something like that. Yeah. So but I then, think, I wonder sometimes if it was because of like back in the day, even though it was not that long ago, but it kind of was. Like she was like, oh, this Latina, and she had a booty. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and she's always had a dope body, and like, you know, she ain't afraid. Yeah, of I mean, so yeah. I wonder if that's why it's like, oh yeah, her booty, her booty, even though it's not like the biggest thing ever like it looks nice and she's always been so fit like she oh, really yeah. takes care of herself you know so it's like it's part of the whole image but then it makes you wonder yeah but it makes you wonder of all things why the legs because who cares about that really unless they're like totally and shapely which hers are like they're there but like we're looking at what else right above the legs That's i mean gams have really been a thing yeah, since the 40s no <laughs> everybody's like look at them gams <laughs> it's the 40s you know what i mean everybody loves legs so i think it's a, a yeah that's a given but then there's also the thing where um yeah who was it uh, rihanna where she got thicker from when she when we initially got introduced to her and that's good, of course. She got, like, more womanly shaped. I am I never hated Rihanna. I've always been in love with her. But when she got thicker, per se, it was great for me to see. But then I got to see the cankles <laughs> she developed. And I got oh worried because what? she's what? The cankles. cankles. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> because I was worried. Because she's West Indian, so she's most likely to develop, you know, uh, what is it, high blood pressure and all that stuff, too. So it might be a direct result of that instead of her just gaining weight. So <laughs> it, it was worrying. It was troublesome. But then um, I, I guess I guess she kind of, kind of like goes up and down in weight. And then she allegedly married that like rich Arab prince guy, whatever, and, and then got divorced. So then I, I think she's good for now. She can take care of herself, you know, with all she's done. Rihanna's noise perfect in my eyes. Do I have cankles? No, right? No. I mean, if I did, you know, it would be the end of the world. But, it know. broke my heart now because of the quarantine. One of my favorite IG models, I can't remember her name, like gained a little bit of weight. She was already like thick, but just like stop right there. That's enough. And then because of not being going, not going to the gym right now, she put on just enough. Five pounds made a difference, and then like boom, cankles. If you truly like, love her, you'll love her at any shape. Just bro. in the ankles, faults and all, but it's like it's tough. It's the test. I couldn't. Ah. Do it. I mean, I, for all I know, I got cankles, and I'm like speaking out of my ass, and I should. Really <laughs> everybody, show your, everybody, show your cankles right now. Eddie, take a look at my gams. Damn. <laughs> Oh, you're good, Eddie. You're good. Eddie you're got fine. the yammies. You got the yammies. The gams. <laughs> you gotta show the cap. Dude, I also gained like 20 pounds like since the quarantine. Because I'm used to walking dogs every day. And then I stopped. And I'm like, oh, shit. The food went yeah. somewhere. What was the, isn't there a term for it? The the the, the gain that everybody... The, sorry, the weight that everybody's going to gain uh, because of quarantine. The... The quarantine ten, the quarantine yeah. fifteen, quarantine or some 10? shit. We got we got the quarantine twenty, and together we got the quarantine forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big number. Like everybody like, has gained weight because of this. when I'm home. Like if basically my thing is like if I don't move or like if I'm not active, then I eat like shit. Like it just triggers my mind. Like, oh well, you're lazy and you're a piece of shit. So <laughs> you know what I mean? here's some bread. As opposed way. to like when I can go out and like rock climb or like like ride my bike. I know I can ride my bike now, but I'm like I'm riding to nowhere. 
so it's a little <laughs> less motivating. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's like directly connected for me, like working out and eating right. You know what's really funny about bikes? I, I'll be honest, I don't drive. Well, I, I do drive now. I got my license finally, you know, 34 years old. Finally took me that long. But I never liked bicyclists or bicycle people, whatever you call them, just Cyclist. because bicyclists. Cyclists. Cyclists. Ah, yeah. okay. So, yeah, well, them, the guys that ride the bicycles and the gals, too. Let's not be sexist. You know, <laughs> they get in the way. They, they demanded their own lanes. They got their lanes, and they still will ride in their lanes. They're on the sidewalk. They're on the street. Mm -hmm. They can't make up their minds to bipolar like that. But hey. the thing in life, it, yeah, I, I seen your post. I seen your post. I I hope you respect the laws, sir. I, I do. Okay, good. Then I you're do good. A lot. This okay. don't apply to you then. You're not that big. <laughs> but the thing that brings me joy in life, besides, I, I can't help it. I, it's like a nervous tick. I laugh at Eddie. You know this. I laugh at short people. It's something that it starts right away. I see a, a short person. Oh hell no! <laughs> I can't that's stop. That's why when I showed you the picture, you were like, you're that short. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was one of my favorite parts of the podcast. He's like, wait, you're that short? No, but then he goes, oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, shit, my pants. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's something I need to work on. Listen, you know, <laughs> what? you know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly. I, I need to work on it now because, you know, I'm going to get called up by a short person eventually for doing that. But I take joy when I see a really fat person on a bike because <laughs> they're going nowhere fast, faster than they went on their own feet. But even if they are, <laughs> the compression of the spine will eventually get to them because they added weight onto the bicycle seat. Or at most, they'll be like Lance Armstrong and lose a ball or two. So that pays off for them being fat and blocked in the way like that. But that's me taking the simple joys out of life. Uh, I don't know. It's just the quarantine is affecting us in different ways. I don't. I won't take to a bike. I don't know how to ride a bike, and I won't learn at this point anyway. You know. It's but really um, fun. it's really cool, man. Uh, the only I, thing I that's not cool is like the soreness. Oh. But especially if you have like one of these like like a uh, street. What are they? Street bikes? Mm -hmm. City bikes? City bikes. No, no. No, no. Like bike. you know, like your bike, like the the. Oh, the one, foldable like ones. No, no like the thin oh, one, like a street bike. A road bike. Yeah, a road yes. bike. Road bike. Uh, Those have like the worst, worst uh, seats, and you just get the worst pain on your butt. <clears throat> so if you do that long enough, Eddie, you know this for sure. Like yeah, you I just have get one. that soreness, and you just get used to it. You know what I mean? Recently, it ha it hasn't been bad. Like my I. I don't know if my butt has developed adjusted. more muscles and yeah, <laughs> has adjusted, but I've been riding like basically my job for like a period of time was paying for taxis back and forth to home and work. And it's been sick. I work as a gardener back uh, here. Um, but recently she's, uh, my boss has been taking, is, is going to take that away from us. So for the past two weeks, I've been riding my bike, not like, Back, whatever, back and forth, um, across the bridge, across the Williamsburg Bridge, every day for the past week, and I haven't had any like soreness. And I think my cardio has been up. Like I was doing some kicks the other day, and I didn't get tired as fast. And it's been super beneficial. 
So I'm, 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 I'm hype on it. Yeah, I said I did kicks. I don't care. You do that shit every day. It's a part of your life. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the ass so much for me. It's like the gooch that hurts. All right, yeah, yeah. That's the you taint. Yeah, yeah, the taint, bro. Oh yeah, the, the taint <laughs> is real. You know, can, yeah. Rob, can you can you add on to that, please? Because the taint yeah. is real; it exists, and people still kind of deny it. What do you mean? Like there's yeah. people that those there's people that'll fight you and say there's no such thing as a taint. And it's like, oh yeah, what do you call the space between your ass and your balls then? Or in Melly's case, of course, your ass and the vagina. What <laughs> wait, do you call that? Wait, people deny this? Yeah, that's what so they they there's no space. I don't get it. That's what they're saying. I've <laughs> had people, people say that. Like, I would love to see what it looks like down there. These are the same people. Uh, yeah, that the, ass. the earth is flat. This is like the same kind of group, probably. Exactly, like those. <laughs> I, I think it's. Oh my god! It's, 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 mo- it's probably uh, people who are afraid to admit that the G spot for a male is a real thing, and it's in that location. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> right in that location. That's what scares me about getting up to 40 and having to have the recommended colonoscopy too because mm-hmm. the camera goes in there it's all invasive and then knowing things about yourself i don't need to know like that too at uh-huh. least to what works in there well you got time to experiment well you know <laughs> i got plenty of free time yes <laughs> prep but, yourself prep yourself boy <laughs> oh my god but i did want to ask now rob since again you are the star of the show this episode and, and let's be fair to you of course you know Unlike Frankie, it seems like you're not involved in so many bands that you lose count or lose track, but you are involved in two main ones. There's Calor and there's, please correct me again, I'm sorry. The other Analema. one is Analemma. Yeah, it's not how you actually spell it. It's just like, it's missing some letters, but it's Analemma. Yeah. Analemma. Okay. Yeah. So for me, because frankie's involved in so much and eddie's involved in a lot too and that's no fault of theirs of course it's just they're busy like that please give us the specifics of color so i'm familiar with who's in that group okay cool so it's me on one guitar um it's half and half eddie and steph on another guitar uh and then franklin on third guitar and then we have our drummer joshua um iglesias and then uh tony on bass. Now, mm. Tony is the guitar player in Analemma. Boney Tony, right? Yeah, Boney. Okay. I am also a guitar player in Analemma. And then we have Dario on bass, uh, Del on drums, Seku on vocals. Um, Say who? Seku. It's S. Oh, it's O. Seku. Say who this is. One. I was going to fight him right now because I got who this and then he's got Say who. That's more clever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Imagine it would say who. <laughs> like, say who, say who. Yeah. No, Frank's definitely got a lot, a lot more than me, but it gets overwhelming because I become super invested. You in have a shit. lot, though. Yeah. But uh, there's more that nobody knows about. <laughs> well, the only reason that anybody knows who I am in the scene is because of a band called Till that I started like 10 years ago. Never came mm-hmm. out with anything. But uh, let's just say that. The moves it's in the words. It's in the words. How did you even get clout for that if nothing came out? Or you used I to would, put out like demos and stuff? I would post demos of it all the time. And then uh, band members mm. weren't really a thing. A um, couple falling outs. And then I started Color with the homies because like I couldn't do anything with that. Um, 
but like Tilde is like my little secret baby. So that'll be mm. a thing that happens soon. So Tilt was the very first thing you did or yeah. band wise? Well, no, I was in, I was in bands before that, but um, I've had fallen outs with those guys as well. So all mm. that music still exists. Like I have 10, 11 years now of just music that will probably never be released. Um, mm. What about all your EDM shit? <laughs> oh yeah i make edm stuff i make uh, <laughs> trap hip-hop and then like oh house nice music. um yeah i probably won't release any of that shit unless <laughs> i think like it's gonna be good yeah i don't know you could release but, it in like once after you're famous in like 20 years and sell it yeah. for ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars and make one copy yeah well at least not under my name because like um <laughs> Like, I, I've, I've made her shit, obviously. And then, like, I've had friends who have asked me to make them beats, and they're, like, trying to write bars on it now. So then that'll mm. be out. And I'm like, names, no, okay. no. But, like, Those are my beats. Yeah. So it's just, well, it's a lot of shit to focus on at one time. Because I, I really get invested in everything that I'm trying to do. And then I don't have time for other things. And I'm like, all right, I need to take it down and not be in 12 bands right now. Frank is really great at it somehow. But I can't. Somehow. Yeah. And but he gets paid to do it. The difference is I don't. <laughs> oh. That helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you also I feel like you also not that Frank doesn't, but like you make all of these bands pretty much. Not in a lot of I know, write, but most I of your bands you make or your groups, as opposed to Frank is just so talented. So people are like, Yo, can you play for me at this show? Or like can you yeah. can you do this with me? And he's like, Hell yeah, boom, I'll jump on. You know what I mean? Yeah, or Bob is the mastermind. I just like making music. It's fun. I remember Eddie and um and Melly were saying you're kind of like the glue to everything, in the bigger picture. I, I mean, that I'm humble. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're the jelly to our sandwich. <laughs> I guess I just like making it happen. <laughs> yeah. I think I be I kind of became that because like I have the computer with the programs and know how to use them. <laughs> right. So like I'm, that would always, help. I'm, yeah. I'm always trying to get Eddie and Franklin and Mel. She lives here, but everyone to be <laughs> in the same place, or like meeting up with other friends and trying to get people together to constantly write. Um, mm. And most of the time, it comes out good. <laughs> Damn! What the hell was that? Well, you most know, of the time, nah, true. it always lot. comes out good. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we got a lot of a lot of things that need improvement. You know what I mean? But, oh, um, okay. Now, now that I'm on the podcast, I can clarify yeah. something. Oh yeah, my god! Uh oh. No, 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 no. Look, no. It's true. Like sometimes we do clash, Uh-oh. but it's it's mm. for the reason that like I feel very confident in writing the instrumental music. I was never a vocalist. I don't really know how to write top lines like that. So so ask me for advice, and I'm like, I don't really know the best thing for her to do in that in that case like i could be i could write the guitars the drums the edm songs whatever and feel like this shit is awesome and be like here now it's mm-hmm. yours as much as i would love and want to help and like we, we were doing something last night that was that was really cool but it's it's for some reason that's the one weakness i have in this whole thing which is ass for you <laughs> <laughs> well but i got other friends it's all good yeah <laughs> actually Quick question: What what's a what's a top line? I don't know that. Oh, just like vocals. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, like melodies or, or, or something. Ah, okay, okay. 
Yeah, that's actually the first time I've ever said that, too. (laughs) I never call it a top line, but I heard somebody do it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that brings me to something I read earlier today, which I wanted to bring. And thank you for bringing that up from the last episode with Melly about, you know, Mm -hmm. that whole progression, how you work things out with her. Because, like, I remember she said she wants to name thing, names things something absurdly. And then you go, hey, no. Makes no sense. What the fuck? But he'll name his song Ibu. I, I didn't name that. Ibu um, sounds cool as fuck. Come on. I didn't name that. And then that was Frankie, right? That that was yeah. his input. Yeah. So I named I named the two songs ambivalent part one and two. <laughs> and then Frank's like Ibu. <laughs> Ibu. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> I fucking love that dude so much. <laughs> Well, I was reading something earlier on Reddit of all places, which I probably yeah. shouldn't really trust so much. We all know how that goes. It's only and you saw murder sometimes, which is ridiculous. Yo, that shit is so photo cool. For me. <laughs> yeah, they did do that. I too. like Reddit. Yeah, well, Reddit's, you know. Reddit community is tight. You gotta Continue. Know where to, <laughs> you got to know where to delve in Reddit. Yeah. But um, I did read something earlier to the point of this guy, there's a thread called Am I an Asshole, which I just stumbled upon today. So it's basically <laughs> you, you present your case and then at the end you ask the community, are you an asshole for what you did? This guy's case was, oh, I've been collecting uh, Funko Pops for like six years. I met my wife about two years ago. We're married now, but she knew of my obsession with these Funko Pops. He described his obsession to the point where he was spending $500 a month on Funko Pops. So he wanted to collect literally every single one that comes out. She says, and this makes sense in her case, she's like, okay, you got to pick and choose between me or the goddamn Funko Pops because I had enough. He's got like, you know, the the toppling over him. He's got so many in his house. And he's basically like, bitch, no, I'm keeping my Funko Pops, my dolls, and you do what you gotta do, however you feel. She takes a shit, as all oh. women do. I'm going to my sister's house. I'll be back. Psych. She goes, calls him back afterwards, says, "I'm done with this shit. I'm out of here. We're divorced or whatever." And he's all like, "Am I am I an asshole because she's trying to get in the way of my passion, which is collecting Funko Pops?" So I'm going to ask you because you're a musician. And I might as well ask Eddie too because he does his thing for a living. Your guys' passion. Too. Well, yeah, that's okay, Eddie. You you don't delve that deep into like this guy did, but your guys is passion. Yeah, he kind of does. Oh, he does. Well, then, okay. Now we get it. <laughs> we'll get into that eventually. That was probably Eddie posting that, <laughs> <laughs> and he just invented yeah. his life. <laughs> oh but my god! Since you guys have a legit passion, which is music. Mm-hmm. As you said, Rob, you do it now for a living. It's your dream job, and you're probably doing it until you drop dead, but at least with a smile on your face because you did what you want to do. And you too, Eddie, you're doing it as well. Can you ever imagine a case where music would take over or would music outweigh Melly in this case? What you do, your craft, and push her aside? Or do you think that would ever even be possible to happen? I don't. I don't think so. I think, Every day. I think. <laughs> oh shit! I think I balance it out pretty well. I mean, 
like I'm I'm obsessed with it and it's like I do it every day but like I also try to show her everything that I'm doing I try to keep mm-hmm. her invested or, or interested in what I'm doing um and then the same thing with her music like I we're both involved in it together so I couldn't imagine that happening I I mean unless she was like it's either me or you get to be an audio engineer I'd be like I guess I have to leave <laughs> Like, I don't think that would ever happen. (laughs) No, we're lucky because we're both in music. You know what I mean? So it's like. I've got to worry about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, mind you, it wouldn't be an easy decision to make. I'd be depressed as fuck and like not. I'm pretty sure you would leave music for me. Say yes. Yeah. 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 No, that would never, that wouldn't happen though. Like, you know what I mean? That's not a, I've never been like. Oh my God, why are you going to the studio? Or like, why are you on your computer? It's just an everyday thing. Like, this is just part of him. Just how I, I don't know, watch Doc, Dr. Phil all the time for yeah. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watch Dr. Phil? Oh, come on. Dude, I, I just yeah. love like anything that pops up on YouTube. I'll just watch it. <laughs> and then I just somehow went down this Dr. Phil like rabbit hole. Just because it's like, I, I don't know why I'm saying this. This is so embarrassing, but it's just like interesting sometimes to just watch people's like ridiculous stories and you're just like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful <laughs> for my life. Yeah. Before we got on camera, I was about to search up his credentials because sometimes I feel like he's serious. <laughs> yeah. <shit>. So, yeah, <laughs> he's not, yeah, he's not, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> not someone I uh, respect or admire, but it's just sometimes it's just fun to watch like mindless things, you know. That's yeah, like, like a white Steve me. Harvey to me, if anything. They're, they're both corny. They're both like <laughs> no offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Wilkos has some shit though. Have you seen his Yo, show? Steve Wilkos. That's, <laughs> <I have. laughs> that's another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I respect him enough because he did his thing. Like, he can probably, like, manhandle the guest if he, if he needs to. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's that, at least. There's, like, legitimacy in that. Like, if you don't agree with what I'm telling you to how to manage your life, well, then I'm going to body slam you anyway. So you learn better. <laughs> or concuss you. Yeah. Something like that. You know, take it or leave it. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But, but um, that that is funny enough, though, that you are both musicians. And I, um, I remember you saying from the last episode, Melly, that, there is the conflict in the sense of the arts as far as not so much fights, but more like you see things one way, he'll give his input on what you should do better and you don't take offense to it, which is, you know, commendable, which means there's actual love there because you've got beyond that point of like, well, if you don't like what I'm doing, then you're an asshole or, Mm -hmm. you know, shut up, bitch, whatever, do it better. Go back in, whatever, one more time. But I stopped. I stopped. I stopped talking to Rob like that a couple of years ago. Yeah. But would you? But Rob, would you think it'd be tougher for you if, let's say, the other case scenario, which might be more common, you're the studio engineer that you are, but she's not involved at all in music. Would mm-hmm. that have been difficult? Do you think for you to handle or? a lot to explain or elaborate you mean like if we were in a different life and she was right at all? oh yeah i think so i don't know if i if i could make it work with someone who wasn't because like this i literally do it every day and for only, hours and the only reason it, it mm. doesn't it's not a problem is because she knows like the 
this is what music life is like. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. And we don't have to like, you're so happy. And like, it takes like, I feel like audio engineering takes so long. You know what I mean? Or even yeah. when he's writing a song, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes so long. That's just, that's just the process. Like we don't have to be, we're already stuck in a goddamn room for yeah. the last three months <laughs> together. Yeah. Like we don't need to spend every second together. Like we can be like doing our own little things, you know? Yeah, just throw some headphones on and be like, get the fuck away from me. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> right now. Nah, but yeah, it, that's like uh thinking about it, th- those are mm-hmm. signs of a healthy relationship that yeah. you can you don't want to change like the whole thing that you described before, it's like it's either me or you know, this. And then you're like, fuck. I have to change who I am. I have to change what makes me happy to make someone else. I don't even know. I don't even like. Or even like, or even like make them get it. Like what makes you happy. Right. Respect it. It's like the, the good, like how um, Mel and Rob have, they both, the understanding of your passion and what makes you happy, you know, on both parties is, what it should be it should never be like you have to change the way you are because i'm not happy that Mm -hmm. you're happy you know what i mean like it's so shitty it's such a shitty thing to do to someone you care about someone you care about you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so or that's why mel and rob are perfect for each other (laughs) mel is the first girlfriend i was i've had that I was like, oh, wait, this is what a relationship's supposed to be like? Uh, that, he needed nice an older woman to show right. him. That's another thing, too. Like, because uh, uh, the last girlfriend I was with, I didn't realize it at the time, but, like, she held me back from everything, controlled who, what I was doing, like, chose who I was hanging out with. I didn't realize this shit I was with. And then, like, no. I, like I didn't think it would be okay to fucking hang out with my friends without her or, like, have a friend that's a girl and it not be a problem. And then I met her, and I was like, oh, shit, this is sick. I want to keep this. <laughs> this? You want to keep this? What we have and all that shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she has her own life. I have my own life. We have our lives together, and they can intertwine, yeah. and it's not an issue. Ever. Yeah, hell yeah. You don't ever want to be that person that, like, someone invites you, right? Let's say someone invites me somewhere, and then I always show up with Rob. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like that, those people that like they have like significant others and they always show up with them. And yeah, yeah. Especially in the it's beginning like, where you're like, did I, did I ask for this person to come? <laughs> like, I, I mean, no hard feelings. They're like, damn, what the fuck am I supposed to say? You here already. Like, <laughs> so we just like never wanted to be like that. But like it kind of worked out because we have like the same friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we just, I just happened to steal her best friends, and then yeah, uh, they might be my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Now we all know each other. Well, you borrow each other's <laughs> friends amongst each other, so it, it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's common uh, trade. Yeah, Eddie's true. Eddie's my son on the weekdays, and she's <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> Rob definitely seems like cool dad. So let's be honest, Eddie. Hell yeah! Yeah, I hey. love like one too already. I'm getting getting the gut now. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine that's what it is though don't blame yeah, yourself foreign gut it's the mixed corn gut. <laughs> speaking actually, of the uh, mixed spaghetti yeah i was in malaysia and i almost tried it i saw it on the menu and i was like 
ugh, but I kind of want to try it, and I didn't do it. But you know what I did try? They have what? In McDonald's in Malaysia, they have a, an empty bag, and then they have like a little spice packet. So you put your fries mm-hmm. in there, and you put the spice packet in, and you shake Ooh. it, and it it's basically like sazon for your fries. But it's like a cheese. Oh. It's a cheese sazon. It's so fucking tasty. Really? It's so fucking good. Malaysia's menu, McDonald's menu, is so like extravagant and shit. It's kind of well, but that's that's Malaysia tight. though. How many times are you gonna be in Malaysia in your life though? Honestly, true. I should have did it. I should have tried it. <laughs> I fucked up. I I could have yeah, been like, yo, I had a mixed spaghetti before. I damn, I fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, was that? Do you genuinely like? Are, do you want to try a mixed spaghetti? Like, you think it would taste good? Uh, Me? Both of you. Yeah. Where I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be curious just because it's the Filipino version of it, apparently, and they got this whole thing where apparently from what I saw, they eat it with fried chicken. And there's this strange kind of sauce they put on top that isn't like spaghetti spaghetti. It's like Filipino spaghetti. Yeah. So I don't even know that they, they infuse their own influence into it. Yeah. And that's theirs. I mean I'm, I'm just mad it's it's lazy name and it's mixed spaghetti. <laughs> like at least call it McSketty or something, or you know, Mickey Mickey Getty or something. I don't know. Yeah, Getty. It's Mickey just it's a tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> like who thought of that? That was like you know uh, oh. that was definitely a Zoom meeting. And those higher ups when they did that, it's like oh Mick Spaghetti. Yeah, no Mick Spaghetti, no Mick MC Spaghetti. Oh yeah, that we'll go with that. Fine. Okay, we're done with this meeting. That's it, yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, they they make billions and billions and billions of dollars. I I don't think anyone gives a shit what they're calling it at this point. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm worried if they ever bring it over here, is it gonna work? Is it gonna hit? Because we got our spaghetti, and then they got to recraft it to like, you know, spaghetti, spaghetti here. Eddie, do you have any interest in trying spaghetti? As Rob asked. Goddamn right. I love trying food. I love food. Food is. All types of food is sick, and I'm down to try anything. So, well, you know, no good you know, thing. I'm, I'm on that I line. I was gonna say good thing. Melly stepped away. I was gonna say to you, Eddie and Rob, like only <laughs> the the only things in life I don't discriminate against is food and women. I tried them all from everywhere too, and I'm I don't regret it. Got to be fair. That way. That's why <laughs> racism yeah. sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you Would you guys ever try rabbit? I have. It's good. Holy shit, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's this little tiny porcel of meat, whatever, but it's so tasty. (laughs) So good. That's that's what I thought. Like, they don't have a lot of fat. It's just all bone and fluff. Exactly. Speaking from personal experience, you know. I would feel fucked up. Well, speaking of. Yeah. What was that? I would feel fucked up doing it, but I would try it. Well, that's because you guys got a uh, Bodhi, which I forgot to ask about last time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, grab him. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, since you're the you're Bodhi's daddy. But um, <laughs> is he? Am I seeing things, or is he a thick bunny? Like, is he a big boy? Dude, if you like ass, it's wait like till big. you see this thing. Okay, <laughs> he's like this big. He's the size it, of a sub. It's bad, oh boy. dude. It's like. 
he's not even like a, he's not an obese or anything. He's just thick. He's plump. He's he's perfect. Like <laughs> <laughs> his thing. She's trying to get him right now. If you wanna, if you wanna <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> Yo, buddy doesn't like to get like to be carried. Yeah, because um, in nature, rabbits don't even get picked up by their parents or their mothers or anything. So you kind of have to train them from a young age. But we didn't get him until he was about one. So we're trying to get him used to it now, but he does not like being picked up. Once he you have the kick, him, the kick away. Yeah. Once you have him in your hands, then he's more chill about it. But I guess he's just afraid because he's like, what the fuck is happening? They like to feel like they, they have like their feet planted, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. The there shot. he is. <laughs> hey. There's, there's yeah. a man in the Figure it was good. You guys ate that thing. Yeah. Okay. Odie, I'm sorry. Whoa. (laughs) He said no. He's like, all right, I'm gonna head out. (laughs) No, you ate my people. Alright. He heard, he heard. But I I can't take it back, Bodie. It was good. I don't regret it. And of course it was at that uh (laughs) what do you call those uh, those those Brazilian spots where they serve you nonstop meat until you turn the thing over and say stop. Oh, oh uh, shit. Yeah, yeah where yeah. they keep coming to your table kind of yep. thing. I've always wanted yep. to go. There's yep. one yep. on Northern. I forget the, the name of those restaurants. Though. Yeah, what was it? Pas- Trascaria. Oh, or something. I don't know. No, but there's like a name for that style of restaurant. Oh. I went to, uh, I went to a, what is it? Churrascaria. Churrascaria. Or something like that. Oh. Something like that. It's, that it's Brazilian. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I went once and my parents were like, you're never coming back. It was a waste of money. You're not eating any of this. Oh, <laughs> Cause yeah. Because you have to pay oh, okay. for like going in, right? Don't you pay for like I, per Yeah, person? you do. Right. You pay one thing and then you yeah, just, yeah, just you get meat nonstop. Want. Yeah, so yeah. I don't really eat meat and I never did. So oh, they were like, okay. we're not, you're not going back with us. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? <laughs> so waste of money. <laughs> But boy, oh boy, when they brought the rabbit, I was surprised. And when the guy said, that, you know, Conejo or whatever they say in Portuguese, because yeah. he wanted to show off, wanted to flex oh, that on me. Conejo. Yeah. Conejo. Conejo, yeah. He's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, rabbit. It's like, okay, great. Bring it on. Let me try that. It's like, I'm <laughs> munching away and it's, oh, God, it's good. Then they brought the duck. I was like, oh, get this out of my sight. It's, it's terrible. I'm sorry, yeah. Bodie. But duck, on the <laughs> other hand, tastes like shit. I, I turned that away. Like, what's your experience with duck i've never had i've never had duck i've had a sliver of duck and it was like kind of chewy like a little bit but it it was it was on the chicken side obviously um it was like a little greasy to me it was really good i fuck i fuck with duck i never tried uh rabbit though i always wanted to Uh, you're missing out it's good i tried um <laughs> I was it alligator or crocodile? It's probably alligator. Oh, maybe. I had alligator in Louisiana. I don't know. Oh, you man. guys got the shits from you know, me. I gotta be honest with you. It's fucking. I'm so terrible. glad I didn't try it. Like it tastes fishy. terrible, disgusting. I we got it from like is a, it? Oh, with that. like a market in Thailand. In Thailand, so, so I thought it would be fucking fantastic. legit, you know? Yeah, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it here unless nice I was in like, Thailand or something. But like in Thailand, they had like the 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 river or whatever right ne- right next to the market. I'm oh. Like, you're gonna trust Thailand water, especially from a river. Listen, it was an it was an experience. All right, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> Thailand has some of the best food I've ever had, though, for real. Well, yeah, I would think that too. I mean, Eddie could probably chime in with that too. But yeah, like Thai was it mostly noodles and stuff like that, and the spices and all that. 
Yeah, I'm going like, to Thailand. Thailand. The I'm whole Paladin is just like. Yeah, but also mm. like we live in New York City, so I feel like a lot of the things that we do eat here, if you find a good spot and there's so many spots, you can have authentic Thai food. Here. Yeah, how yeah. You know what I mean? Like you no. can mm. go like. It happened to us in Greece. Like, we mm-hmm. went to Greece, and they were like, have you ever tried this? And we're like, oh, yeah. Like, and then we're like, oh, maybe it'll taste different. It tastes exactly the same. Like, yeah. pretty much <laughs> yeah. exactly the same as, like, the stuff you get in, like, Astoria. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So, I miss Astoria so we're, much. We're, we're really lucky like that. I feel like yeah. if you go to a restaurant and it doesn't look kind of shitty, it probably doesn't taste as good as a restaurant that <laughs> looks kind of shitty. <laughs> you want, like, it's so authentic. Food. Grandma's actually back there, fucking. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. In the shitty spot, in the shitty looking like spot. Say, yeah, it's like they say. Don't ever trust a chef that's not fat. So I, I've taken that to the heart. <laughs> I think that's true though, because I see now that the skinny ones spiked up hair and like tatted up sleeves. Like, what 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 are you doing? that's different. It, yeah, and just like, yeah. like condiments and shit to it. You're not doing nothing special. <laughs> You could definitely. I'm just. I'm just saying. You could definitely meet some like healthy chefs that cook healthy food. That is healthy. Really fucking good. But this is a new thing that's happening now. You know, fairly new. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all the food like network channel guys are like all like like that tattered up and like you know piercings you know on each cheek or whatever and on the tongue and all, all that or, or they got that like, like split tongue thing like the the freaks do with the late to look like a snake or whatever you know i'm yeah. gonna trust him with my um you know papooses or whatever no come on <laughs> but, it's like, but speaking of splitting in two you know i had this little bit of a dilemma with you rob and i'm saying not saying your fault but I wanted to get your input on it as far as how did this actually happen? And if you had any input on it, it's rather genius marketing wise. You had the new project dropped. That was a collab between Calor and forgive me again. It's Ambulant. <laughs> it's like you mixed up the, the name of the album and the band name. It's Analemma. <laughs> oh, Analemma. Okay. Sorry. I mean, Analemma. <laughs> no, we do call it that. Too, though. Analemma. That's a dilemma in the anal region. Emma yeah. in the anal. Okay. <laughs> That's like dilemma, but, but Analemma. Analemma. Yeah. yeah. Right? You got dilemmas with anal. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it means. Uh, but you got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and Analemma is like if you took a picture of the moon every day for like a year, it creates this kind of skewed uh, infinity sign in the sky. And that's, mm-hmm. they call it an Analemma. Like if you put all those pictures and transpose them over each other, it would create this image. Goodness. Did you guys freeze? They, they make that. Goodness. Yeah. Briefly. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So I was asking. So, like you were saying, if mm-hmm. you superimpose all the pictures of the moon you took every day, they would make that image of the infinity sign. Yeah, it's like it's like sort of like an uh. here. Oh, can you see it? Yeah, that's what it would look. Oh like. yes, yes, yes. Got it. Which is cool as fuck. Isn't that nuts? That's huh. so yeah. crazy. I should be the person that like looks up stuff on the side. What do they call those people? Like Philip DeFranco? Oh yeah. Or like he. The intern. Uh, yeah, the intern. Or oh, that's the intern? Oh, fuck it. I'll the guy's name in, in uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> yeah, where they, like, look stuff oh, up. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, Jamie's on it. Fucking. 
But well, he's also the engineer too. So he, he I, does both. Oh, I yeah. did also True. find out that rabbit in Portuguese is not conye. Did we say conejo or whatever? Conejo. <laughs> it's coelho. Coelho. Tinha que coelho. Tinha que coelho. Tinha que ter mais That's a ma- that's a masculine <laughs> rabbit. For feminine, it's coelha. Oh, I'm gonna really try to tell the difference. Sorry. I'm going to pick the rabbit up from behind and look. Oh, Coneda? Oh, no, Coneda. Yo, you can't <laughs> even tell. That's a whole other story, bro. It's so hard to tell if they have a penis or a vagina. They look very similar. Oh, is it? Yeah, they look really, really similar. There's like this much of a difference, like literally. Melly's the vet. That's embarrassing. I can't tell. Oh, you're so small, you can't tell if you're male or female. You know, make up your mind or something like that. It's like a bad hermaphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> but but getting back to you, Rob, uh, I apologize for sidetracking with you know rabbit dicks and all that. <laughs> oh my but God. as far as the project is concerned, it's yeah. it's unique because the track you sent me, which we'll play in a little bit too, um, Ibu, which was named by Frankie because yeah. he thought of a planet he would name if ever he got that privilege. Oh, we're gonna yeah. name a planet, guys, and name it Ibu. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that track a lot because the intro to me reminded me of, I don't know how much of a video game fan you are, but like the synthesizer they used for uh, Sega Genesis back when, Mm -hmm. like those kind of sounds, the, the, the opening of it. And then again, forgive me, I'm not a musician, but like the switch up with the drums and the, and then changes into like the actual sound of the track. Yeah. yeah, And it, it fleshes out that way too, which is awesome. Because again, reminds you like the synthesizer on the, on the Sega Genesis, which was unique. And then there's a whole story about Michael Jackson made a version of Sonic Three, the soundtrack, which never came out. And then you know they killed him because of that, probably. But um, oh my god! I mean that that's a whole that's a whole conspiracy theory. I don't know. Yeah, we're. <laughs> How did you guys come up with the project itself? Because it's only four tracks, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. it's a collabo of you two bands. Yeah. So um, before I was even in that band, um, Boney was writing uh, new music after he released an album. And then um, Color was doing their own thing. And those two songs are actually the first songs that we've ever written together. Um, mm. We just waited a while. Because um, uh, like the, the demos were cool. But then like once we took it to the studio, we were like, holy shit, this is, like, this is one of our favorite songs now. So um, that came together, and then it just so happened that Anne Lemma also had two songs. And because mm-hmm. we joined each other's bands, we were like, let's just do a split because that'll be cool. We have similar fans, like, people would like be excited about that. Um, mm. And they have similar themes, like, even though Kalora doesn't have uh, vocals, it's like the first track is like super happy, but like has this underlying thing of like sadness. <laughs> and then the second song <laughs> is just angry as shit. So uh, ambivalent means to be both happy or sad and angry um, at the same time, like a conflicting of emotions. And then their two songs just happened to be the same, um, where one of the songs was a little bit more happy and upbeat, and the other one was a little bit more uh, angry and sad. So we thought it'd be perfect to like just do it together, mm-hmm. name it ambivalent, and then we just have our sub names for each of our songs. And then uh unfortunately like we said before the podcast uh, we couldn't actually do a split through the distribution 
So they had to be uh, separated. So our two songs in our accounts, their two songs in their accounts, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But I guess from the way that you took it, if you want to explain that, it kind of probably benefited us in a way. Yeah, it was so cool to me because I thought, I guess more than really was, I thought it was planned in the sense of, mm -hmm. well, you did the collabo, but you got Kalor's two tracks. But then, hey, wait a second. I was told there's four. Where are the other two? I go search, and then I look for the other band, and then they got their two versions, the two that have the vocals only on it, too. Yeah. So it kind of trades off back and forth. Like, I like this shit. I'll go back to this now, too. But if I'm a fan of either or, I'm going to go back to the other to be like, complete the whole thing. Yeah. You'll eventually put out the play flows together. But yeah, it was like a perfect kind of trade off. Like, you like this. We also got this too. Oh, wait, I just stumbled upon that. Now I like this too. Let me see the band. And then it worked that way. Yeah. I thought it was a whole ploy. I thought you were just like yeah. marketing geniuses on the low. I wish I, I wish I was that smart, but it, what's the saying? It's an, an unintended um, something. Happy accident. Yeah, un, unintended uh, <clears throat> benefit or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because no happy accident. He doesn't sure. like happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, yeah, not that. No, uh, it's uh That's <laughs> yeah. That's what you call your firstborn, like a happy accident. Yeah. Of course you were. <laughs> Dude, my dad said exactly that to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it, he was getting it in. I'm not mad. Are you? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like some people from Kalor who maybe didn't know Analemma as much now went to go mm -hmm. find their shit, like you, and then the same thing from uh, Analemma's fans. So it, it worked out. I'm happy with it. Unfortunately, because of yeah, the times, um, we had already set the release date on DistroKid or whatever, and it was going to go out anyway. We kind of kept it low key when it mm -hmm. came out. Um, but obviously, because we didn't want to distract anybody from anything that was happening. Of course. So, Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yep, exactly. definitely. Well, I mean, that was cool, though, because then you got the, the other track. Again, forgive me if I say it incorrectly. GAD. G-A-A-D. Yeah. Which uh, Ibu flowed seamlessly into that one, where I had yeah. to go back to listen to it a couple times. I was like, wait, it's over already? It seemed like all one track. I don't know if that was also yeah. intentional or if that just kind of that was intentional. It's okay, one. It's yeah. technically one song. It is. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with like prog metal. It's like stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like if we play that song live, it just perfectly, like it was just written perfectly to go into the next song. Um, it's like whatever. It's in the same tuning, and then if you play. Ibu, you cannot not end it with Gad. Like it needs to be together, like played together. There's a story there. There's a story. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That's yeah. one of those two songs are my favorite to play. Yeah, those are no, good. those are good. Those are good songs. And then that's the color side, if I'm not mistaken. And then right. Awake and Moments Before Sleep is oh, God. I can't get it right. Still. Analemma. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll so, send you I'll send you the actual <laughs> word so you can see how it's really spelled. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling the analemma, so I, okay. I, 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 I really don't want to do that to Emma. I don't like anal. I don't want to put that on her. Anal analemma, come on. 
Get with the times. <laughs> but, <laughs> Get with the times. And I'm so glad that she's uh, uh, overweight. Ooh, this, this, this. The freak did that fat turd get over there so quick? Dream.